Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, a weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. If you're looking to help further Podcast Junkie and support indie podcasts as a whole, don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast junkie, or come and join our Discord community. The link to that is available at castjunkie.com, where we have a full line of support indie podcast merch, profits from our Patreon and merch, sold all go back to support other people's indie podcasts with that let's get into this week's review this week we're grabbing our dice and trying to roll the best or potentially the worst character we can that's right this week's review is of d and d character lab each week two good friends garen and dan sit down in their lab to roll out the best characters from dungeons and dragons specifically the fifth edition The thing that sets these two apart from many others revolving around tabletop games, Dan and Garen don't play the game per se. They build the characters and battle each other with their own personal charisma modifier to see who built the best character each week. Grading characters from many different angles, Dan and Garen must argue if they deserve a 2 or a negative 2 or anything in between, so sometimes everybody just comes out with a 0. They discuss the pros and cons of their builds with their personal charisma modifier and must use that to convince the other that they deserve exactly what number they're asking for. Though this can sound a little overwhelming if you're not into or have never played an actual D&D campaign or any other similar type game, let me tell you, these two are some of the funniest guys I listen to. So with that, let's take a really quick break, listen to an episode where they had to build the best bard, and hopefully you can get a taste for the hysterical comedy that I believe these two are. Well, Garen, for this section, hang hang on a second. I, I did mention that Nish is in a band, and hang on, let me get my... What are you doing? All right, I'm just getting... Yep, all right, got my guitar, and uh, how did you smuggle that into the lab? All right, Garen, so what'd you think? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's going down in the All Bard episode. You played White Stripes for Melee? What do you want? Plus four? Plus five? I'm only arguing a plus one here. Plus one for snake hair attacks. I'm gonna bring it into range. I'm arguing a negative one. She has quite the vocal range. I, it's, oh. it's not the best. It's not the best vocal range, but it is pretty impressive. Now, also, her influence reaches far and wide. She is all over Faerunian social media, and she's on the radio. So as you just heard, even though they are battling through each episode to see who built the best character of the week, D 
These two have me laughing often during the show, and the sound effects that they add to their reasoning is unlike many I've heard before. So with that, let's take a quick listen and get a feel for D&D Character Lab. When you exceed this maximum, the oldest after images vanish. As soon as I read this on level 3, I was sold. That is battlefield control for sure. You could set up two of those guys and be totally locking down the battlefield, keeping the enemies from getting away, protecting your squishies, because you'd be dealing 2d6 plus 6 force damage. And utilizing those reactions. Yes. Additionally, the other part of my level 10 feature, Force of Time, is when I take the attack action on my turn, I can forego one of my attacks to have an after image make the attack instead against a creature within its reach. The after image's attack is with disadvantage or as a normal attack roll if I use my reckless attack for the turn. So those things considered, I am arguing a plus one. Almost plus two territory because of the amount of battlefield control I have, but I'll take a one. Okay, well, I will grant you that plus one gladly. I'm also arguing for a plus one. I have Feral Instinct, as you do, Menacing Attack, which is also one of my martial adept features. Um, And on a successful hit, the attacked creature must make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me. Super powerful and controlling. And then I also have a feature called Ghostly Push, which at 10th level allows you to go into a rage and select up to three creatures that I can see within 15 feet. The target creatures must make a strength saving throw equal to a DC 14, which is 8 plus proficiency plus wisdom, or they're knocked prone. Super controlling. Yes, that is really cool. I'm not knocking that at all. I think I edge you out on this because, as we know, recovering from knocked prone is not horrible. You use half your move action. But recovering is not the point. When you knock down up to three creatures you're able to get advantage on all three of those creatures on your attack rolls. But it's also only when you go into rage. So it's one time when you go into rage. So when I have, wait, but, 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 when I have five rages per long rest, I'm going to be using those rages quite a bit because I don't know about y'all, but we don't have much more than five battles per long rest. So I'm going to always be raging and it's rare that a combat will last more than 10 rounds, especially when I'm in the mix. No, that's absolutely true. So what I'm saying is because my after images last for the entirety of my rage and your ghostly push only triggers on the start of your rage, I think my control is a little better than yours. I'll agree with you because both of these arguments are dependent on resources. Granted, I would get the ghostly push five times per long rest. Yours lasts the entirety of a rage, which is more valuable. So I'll take a zero to your one. But let's move into tankiness and let's see who's the tankier of the two of us. I'm Argon plus two, 180 HP, AC of 17. I've got those rage resistances and relentless rage, but also spectral rage gains me resistance to psychic and force damage while I'm raging. Ooh, yeah. Okay, very uncommon types of damage, but I'm not discounting how well, cool that is. But you add that into bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. And it becomes a considerable consideration that most of the damage types have resistance. Except fire, which is very common. We know all that psychic damage being thrown around. Your AC and your HP is so high, and you got more resistances than me. So anyway, I'll take that plus two. (sighs) All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm better than you, right? Yeah, I'm going to take a plus one. I got 168, AC of 15. I have got level six feature, Jarring Rewind. This is cool but it does have a little downside, which is going to bring me down a little bit. 
When a spell or another effect that forces creatures to make a saving throw would affect you but not affect one of your afterimages, I can use my reaction to relocate to one of the afterimages as long as it's within 60 feet of me. When I do so, I take 1d4 force damage for every 10 feet traveled. That I really liked because that is a downside to the feature. The afterimage then vanishes. I also have Shake It Off as a badger person. When I'm poisoned, I can use an action to end that condition. And once I use this trait, I need to finish a long rest before I can do it again. So loving the jarring rewind, but it does still deal me some damage. So I will take a plus one. Okay, so then moving right along here, let's go into ally assist. How do you, as a barbarian, which as we know, this is a pretty tough category for us as barbarians. How do you help your friends? So as you just heard, these two know their D&D characters well and can build some very off-the-wall characters, as well as some really fun and well-thought-out ones. So I will say, Dan and Garen do use official Wizards of the Coast material, but some of my favorite episodes are where the guys use their own material, which is published for free consumption, or when they use other third-party content. The nice thing about these two is that they are so welcoming and friendly and always make sure to point you in the direction of any and all content that they personally use on the show. Or if you have questions about material, they will gladly point you in the right direction. So if you are into character creation at all in video games or are already a D&D fan or player who loves a good backstory, make sure you join them in the lab each week to see what bizarre and hilarious characters Garen and Dan will bring to us. This review is brought to us by our one and only Ruck, who pledged at the Podcast Junkie tier for August 2019. So thank you, Ruck, for requesting this review as part of your Podcast Junkie tier on Patreon. You are truly a Podcast Junkie. Let's roll to see if I nailed this review or not. Nineteen. I'd say that's at least worth a plus two. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy listening to D and D Character Lab or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us at Cast Junkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So follow us, won't you? We'll be posting links to this show and all others we've covered on them. Don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so you can get the next episode as soon as it drops. And rate and review us to help us get our name out there. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us on castjunkie.com and we'll add it to our list. Until next week, don't forget to binge the podcast we've been highlighting.